0: what is up everybody jt sports here back to you guys with another episode of the jt sports podcast on this episode i'm going to be giving you guys my college football week six reactions ucla beat utah usc defeated washington state and tennessee made a statement against lsu We're going to talk about it. If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports underscore underscore, and on Instagram at Sports underscore. Also, if you are listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, make sure that you go ahead, leave a like, and subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you check out the podcast on all podcasting platforms, wherever you get your podcast from, link down in the comment section down below, or the description. Listen to the JT Sports Podcast on all podcasting platforms and leave a five-star review. UCLA beat Utah 42-32. In my opinion, this win legitimized UCLA as one of the best teams in college football right now because this was their second consecutive win against a ranked opponent. Because remember, the week before this game, they had just beat Washington. Now, although Washington just lost this past weekend, they got upset by Arizona State, you still have to give kudos to UCLA being able to get that win. And then, the week after that, they beat Utah in a game that not too many people picked them to win. And it's funny because I said that Utah was the best team in the Pac-12 earlier into the offseason. And then later on, I said that Utah was my pick to win the Pac-12 because I felt they were not only the most talented team in this conference, but the most physical team in this conference. And even after they lost to Florida week one, I still stood by that statement. And going into this game, I was feeling pretty confident in Utah's ability to win this game. I thought that Utah was going to be better up front and they were going to be the more physical football team. And boy, was I wrong. Completely, absolutely, horribly wrong. I mean, you talk about physical domination up front. I mean, UCLA was unstoppable on the ground in this game. And a big key going into this matchup for me was Utah's run defense. Because they didn't look good against Florida. Oregon State had success on the ground against this defense. However, you still were giving them the benefit of a doubt just because of the talent they had. Well, the talent that UCLA had at running back... And on the offensive line was way too much for Utah's defense to handle. Because Zach Charbonnet had 22 carries for 198 rushing yards. He was averaging 9 yards per carry, people. And he also had a touchdown. And UCLA now is 11-0 when Charbonnet rushes for 100 yards or more. And then, not to mention, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think it's fair to say that he quietly has played himself into the Heisman conversation. If he wasn't already in it, he should be in it after this performance. I mean, he was 18-23. to 23. He threw four touchdown passes. He threw for 299 yards through the air. He only had one interception, which it came pretty much in garbage time. And the few remaining seconds in the fourth quarter was a pick six. But he played well in this game. I mean, he was accurate. He made good decisions with the football. He was dynamic with his legs, being able to keep plays alive. I mean, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has really put it all together. And this team is really dangerous. Now, the reason why I don't want to call them a dark horse playoff contender yet Is because I want to see them get through Oregon and then I will make my decision. Because with these Pac 12 teams, yes, they are really talented. However, they end up kind of choking up late in the stretch. You will have some games where you'll have a really good Pac 12 team. Lose to a really bad Pac-12 team. It's just a really inconsistent conference. So I want to see what UCLA does against Oregon. They play them in the next couple of weeks. They get a bye week. Oregon also is coming off a bye week when they play that game as well. So both teams are going to be going in well-rested. Many people think Oregon is the most talented team in the Pac-12 talent-wise. I probably would say it's a tie between them and USC. But UCLA, I mean, this team is really good offensively. They scored on 8 out of 11 of their offensive possessions in this game. Utah's defense had absolutely no answer. And neither did Washington's defense. And if you are somebody who still doesn't believe in UCLA football and you want to say, well, JT... I mean, they still don't have a really good defense. I mean, their defense probably isn't great, talent-wise. However, this defense shows up in big moments. They get big stops when they matter the most. I mean, Cam rising through an interception in the first quarter that led to a 97-yard touchdown drive by UCLA's offense that got them kick-started and got them going. And this defense also forced a fumble in the fourth quarter, which eventually changed the momentum and won the game for UCLA, pretty much. It pretty much sealed the victory for the Bruins at that point because then Utah couldn't really get anything else going after that so ucla's defense forced two momentum altering turnovers in this game and the reason why i say momentum altering is because you'll have turnovers and then you'll have momentum altering turnovers which are turnovers that tilts the game in your team's favor. You see momentum altering turnovers or turnovers that lead to your team going on the run, scoring points. And then you have your normal turnovers, which you get the ball back, but your offense doesn't do anything with it. UCLA's offense was just too much for Utah's defense to handle. I mean, Utah's defense needs drastic, drastic improvement. Because you know who they play this week? USC is coming into town. And we know USC can put up a lot of points. And we saw what USC did against Washington State. Washington State, who has a really good defense. So, for UCLA, you have to give them a round of applause for this win. This was a physical beatdown, in my opinion. And yes, Utah did have success. It's not like, ucla blew out utah however it seems like once ucla really got going and they scored their second touchdown of the game you just knew that utah unless their offense was able to play mistake free football was not going to be able to win this game and i think for the rest of the season when it comes to U- Utah and games where they match up against some of the best teams in this conference, like they're about to do this weekend against USC, the only way I can really see them winning those games is if they're able to be flawless on the offense. And that probably would involve them running the ball a lot with Tavion Thomas, because he had a pretty good game, but Cam Rising didn't. And Cam Rising was the large factor in Utah losing this game. He didn't take care of the ball, which is uncharacteristic because he's normally really good when it comes to ball security. And then on top of that, man, he just... I don't know. And when you look at the stats, he didn't have a bad game statistically. It's just the turnovers were really bad. But for Utah... I'm really interested in seeing what adjustments they're going to try to make on defense because that USC offense is probably looking at this game and they're licking their chops right now because they're probably thinking they're about to go off. Utah needs some help when it comes to that defense. I mean, the run defense was really bad. The pass defense has kind of been an issue this season, even though it hasn't really occurred as much until this game because they didn't really play a good quarterback until DTR after that that loss against Florida. So they didn't really get tested in the secondary. Well, they got tested in this game, and that secondary has a lot of improvement that they have to make. And every time Utah plays a team that has a really good offense, this defense cannot get a stop to save their lives. You remember what happened last year in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State? Utah's defense has to do better. If Utah is going to break the ceiling and reach that next level as a program, they gotta do better defensively. And you don't have To have a top 10 defense or elite defense to win. All you need is a defense that's capable of getting key stops in big moments. And that's something that Utah's defense has not been able to do over the last couple of seasons. And that's why, right now, they still are a team that has yet to crack that ceiling of getting into the college football playoffs. USC defeated Washington State 30-14 at home. If you're one of those people who are on defense on if USC is a playoff contender or not, this definitely was a game that you should have had your eyes on. Because many people had this game on their upset radars. Washington State is a really quality team. They got a win on the road against Wisconsin earlier this season. They almost beat Oregon. Oregon had to rally behind in the fourth quarter to win. They have a really good quarterback and Cam Ward, who had a really good first half against USC in this game. So this Washington State team was no slouch. This was definitely a pretty legitimate test for USC and they rose to the occasion. They now improved to 6 and 0 on the year. This game was close at one point. It was 7 to 4. It was 17 to 14 going into halftime. Cam Ward was really good in the first half. However, in the second half, USC's defense really put the hammer down. I mean, they have five sacks. Nine tackles for loss to end the game. Travis Dye on the offensive side of the football was really dominant. He had 28 carries, for 149 rushing yards. He was averaging 5.3 yards per attempt, and he had a touchdown as well. And that was a big key because Caleb Williams played okay. I don't care what the stats show. Washington State's defense played pretty well against USC's offense. What hurt Washington State in this game was the fact that in the second half, their offense couldn't get anything going at all. and even in the, Even in the first half, it was kind of a struggle for Washington State to... Sustained drives pretty much outside of the two touchdown drives they have, which one of those drives came when Cam Ward threw the ball all the way downfield and the running back made a fantastic grab coming back from for the football. But outside of that, like Washington's off Washington State's offense really had a tough outing against this USC defense. Now, Cam Ward didn't have any turnovers in this game, and he played pretty well. Even in the second half, even though he struggled, I don't really think it was all because of him. I think it was mostly due in part to Washington State not really having the horses offensively against a USC defense that despite what many people think is pretty talented. So yes, USC does have some concerns when it comes to the depth that they have on their defensive line and that linebacker. And that definitely is going to get tested this week when they travel on the road against Utah to Salt Lake City to take on the Utes. But right now, from what I saw, against a pretty good Washington State team, you saw a USC team that rose up to the test. And I remember when they barely beat Oregon State. You remember that? And many people use that game as ammunition to continue to ride off USC when it comes to them being contenders in the college football playoff discussion and joe clapp appeared on the episode of the herd and he pretty much said that usc's offense is good enough to get them to the playoffs as long as their defense isn't just completely awful and lincoln riley in the past has made it to the playoffs with defenses that have been worse than this one So I think Joe Klatt makes a really good point about that. I definitely do agree with that. This definitely is a USC defense that, yeah, they may not be able to dominate you all game defensively. They definitely are able to get takeaways. I think their secondary definitely does a pretty good job when it comes to taking away the ball. I think that, you know, the interior at least when you look at what they have at the defensive tackle position they're pretty good there i just think that for usc as long as their offense doesn't have a night where they just completely are cold i think they're going to be fine defensively because their offense at minimum should be able to get you 27 points on a good night now of course your defense hopefully can get you a takeaway to get you a few stops get your offense into good field position but i think for usc i'm not really too concerned about their defense i'm more just concerned about their performance as a team as a whole because, as I mentioned in my previous segment, when we were talking about UCLA's win over Utah, UCLA, I'm not going to consider them a dark horse ball contender yet because these Pac-12 teams are really inconsistent. They're get, they will play really good against good teams and they will have some really bad losses against bad teams in this conference. So when it comes to USC, I still do have a pretty good amount of optimism that they're going to miss out on the playoffs because I don't think that they're going to make it through this season without two losses. And I don't think they're going to get in with two losses. However, I definitely am excited to watch how they play against Utah. Because up to this point, everything has kind of been test for USC. You played Oregon State. You got tested. Could your defense win you a game if your offense struggled? It did. Okay. You got tested this week against a really solid Washington State team. You beat them 31 to 14, or yeah, 30 to 14, excuse me. So you beat them pretty handily, but this game was a little bit more closer than what the final score may indicate. This was more of a decisive, slow victory that was kind of decided by big body punches. USC didn't just come out guns blazing and getting out to a 21-0 lead. Like they get out to a 10-0 lead in the first quarter, but Washington State ended up coming back and making it somewhat a game up until after halftime. So this is a USC team that still has a lot to prove. But right now, I mean, if you want to say they deserve to be viewed as one of the best teams in college football, if you want to put them in your top four, I wouldn't blame you. As a matter of fact, I probably wouldn't disagree with you if you did that because wins against Washington state, Oregon state, I think are pretty quality wins. And for USC coming up, what they do against Utah, UCLA, Notre Dame, the closest season, if they're able to win out those games and they win the Pac-12, or even if they do lose one game, maybe they lose the Pac-12 championship, or maybe they end up. Losing before the Pac-12 championship. I still think they could get in with one loss because I think their schedule is pretty tough enough that one loss shouldn't keep them from getting in unless you just have four other undefeated teams. But for Washington State, on the other hand, I really just think that for Washington State, you just didn't have enough. Cam Ward was pretty good. But outside of him, you don't really have too many elite level players around them. So for Washington State to be able to win games like this or to be able to beat USC next year, next go around when they play, if they play again, they have to make sure that they have more weapons on the offense and that they have an offensive line that can hold up against a top level opponent like USC because you're not going to be able to pull off too many upsets. If you're giving up five sacks and you're giving up too many plays behind the line. But I do think that Washington state played a pretty good game for where people think they should be as a program. I definitely do think that they showed a lot of heart. It was a competitive game at one point. So you do have to give them kudos for that. And I think their defense played pretty well. As a matter of fact, I think their defense played pretty outstanding. I think their offense was the reason they lost. If they just could get a little bit more juice on offense, maybe this game ends up being a one-possession game. But for Washington State, I like where they are headed as a program. They definitely have had a really good season up to this point. So let me know what you guys think about USC's win over Washington State down in the comment section down below. Tennessee went on the road to Death Valley and terrorized LSU 40-13. to Now, this game pretty much was over from the opening kickoff. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. I'm being 100% honest When I make that statement because LSU literally fumbled the opening kickoff which was recovered by Tennessee which led to Tennessee's offense scoring a quick touchdown and after that I mean all you saw was the scoreboard blinking with Tennessee scoring more touchdowns and points I mean Tennessee scored on 8 out of 11 of their offensive possessions in this game, Hendon Hooker went 17 of 27, 239 passing yards and two touchdowns. Not only that, but Tennessee outgained LSU on the ground, 263 rushing yards to 55. And how about this? Tennessee's defense, right? The thing that... All of us have been asking about man. If Tennessee's going to try to be the Alabama or Georgia, they gotta have some defense, and they don't have any. Well, people, they had some defense in this game. I mean, oh my goodness, LSU's offense could not get anything. Literally, this game was more about Tennessee sending a statement than it was LSU getting blown out by Tennessee. You see, Tennessee in this game, to me, looked like they came out to send a message to Alabama, the reigning defending SEC champions from last year. You see, this is a Tennessee team that went into Death Valley A place that LSU doesn't lose a lot. And plus a place that LSU doesn't get blown out a bunch in. And yeah, Tennessee made easy work of them. I can't remember the last time I saw LSU get dominated this badly at home. Since when Alabama and Nick Saban rolled into town and changed the way they thought. And boy, this Tennessee team right now is clicking on all cylinders. And I mean, if you're an Alabama fan, you're a nine-point favorite in this game, I definitely feel like you should be treating this game as if you're underdog. Because if Bryce Young doesn't play, I don't really think Alabama has a chance to win. Because Tennessee's offense, we already know about it. But now, they showed us that they can play some defense? Tennessee is a scary team right now. And what's even more crazy is that this season, we get to see Tennessee play Alabama and Georgia in the same year. And I think that they have a chance to win at least one of those games, because this offense is legit. They got a legitimate quarterback in Hendon Hooker, who definitely should be your Heisman front runner right now. You have a defense that's playing on fire, and I understand that LSU is a team that starts out slow in the first half. I understand that LSU is not a offensive powerhouse. However, they do have a really good defense. And a really good pass rush and Tennessee made easy work of it. Easy work. Now their defense did hold Tennessee's offense a couple of field goals, but I mean Tennessee just was unstoppable in this game. And for LSU going forward, this is just one of those losses that you just got to take on the chin. And if you're a fan you don't really talk about it when you see some of your buddies at work and stuff. It's just one of those losses that you just kind of, you know, rip up, ball up, throw it in the trash and just kind of sneak off like it never happened. Like, you ever tripped out in public and everybody's staring at you laughing and then you just try to play it off like it ain't happened, trying to be all cool? That That's what you got to do if you're an LSU fan after this loss. And I mean... You can't talk no trash for at least three more days after this. Because, I mean, Tennessee just went into Death Alley and gave Brian Kelly and LSU an attitude adjustment. A rock bottom to the bottom of the barrel. Because, I mean, Brian Kelly and LSU in this game just looked unprepared. They just didn't look like they deserve to be on the same field as Tennessee. But Tennessee is one of the best teams in college football, at least right now. And LSU is a program that is still on the come up. And LSU still probably is going to be a 7-8 win team by the end of this year. Probably maybe a 9-win team. But LSU still is a pretty good team. If you're an LSU fan watching this, I know you've been hearing me, make jokes for the last couple of minutes about you and stuff. But LSU, if you're a fan, don't be too upset about this loss. Don't take it too tough because you still are a really good team. Don't forget that if you want to feel better, you did beat Mississippi State not too long ago by a pretty significant margin. So you definitely can feel good about that. It's just, you're facing a Tennessee team that just came in with bad intentions and they came in wanting to do more than just play football but they wanted to send a message to alabama they wanted alabama to see the carnage and wreckage that was on the field in death valley and they wanted alabama to look and they wanted them to stare and they wanted the point at them and they said you alabama you're next And it's funny because it was Tennessee fans on Twitter going crazy saying, we want Bama. And you know what Bama fans say? Everybody says we want Bama until you get Bama. And then you get Bama and it's not a good outcome. But I think this time, Tennessee this year isn't saying we want Bama just to say we want Bama. I think Tennessee really wants Bama. And I think that Tennessee wants Bama because they know that this year they might have a good opportunity to slay the beast. Because, I mean, this team against LSU looked really good. And, like I mentioned, I know LSU isn't an offensive juggernaut, but that defense with that pass rush is really good. And Tennessee, which is whipping, snapping up and down the field. Like they will storm the football on air. So this is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to this episode. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Available on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Wherever you get your podcasts from. The JT Sports Podcast is available. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode.